The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Yes, Jeff Cooner is with me, host of the Cooner Report on WRKOAM 680 Radio in Boston. Jeff, it is good to talk to you again. Your man at a big win in New Hampshire. Uh, Trump had a great win. Uh, it wasn't obviously as big as Iowa, but it was a huge win. And now he's essentially in control. Uh, they've got four weeks left. They're going to go to South Carolina. And that's where Nikki Haley is going to make her final stand. Uh, the problem is that uh, she's down 31 points. So unless she can pull off a miracle, it looks like Trump will crush her in her home state. And she's got the governor against her. He's endorsed Trump. The two Republican senators, Tim Scott and Lindsey Graham, they've endorsed Trump. So she's got a very, very steep hill to climb. My sense is I think it's pretty much over. I think South Carolina will be the final uh, crushing defeat for Nikki Haley. And then Trump will move on to the general against Joe Biden. Okay, so we will talk about Trump in a moment. I know you talked to Trump, uh, to the former president and would-be president again earlier in the week. But uh, first, on Nikki Haley, is there any path to the nomination at the moment? Well, that's the question everybody's asking her. And essentially, this is what this is how she's convinced herself to go on. She believes that she has a strong network of support in South Carolina. She still has some very, very wealthy donors behind her who don't want to see Trump be the nominee, never mind be president. So, for example, she's dropped $4 million just in commercial spend, TV ads and commercial spending um, in Charleston, South Carolina. So she wants to wage an air war, a, a real aggressive ad campaign, and she believes that she can whittle away, whittle away, whittle away. Her larger strategy is she is convinced that Trump will not be able to make it all the way to June because one of these court cases is going to get him. He's got 91 charges against him, four indictments, four separate cases, and she's just got to hang around because her conviction is, and this is where Trump is weak. Trump is very vulnerable on one point. If you look at the Iowa exit polls and the New Hampshire exit polls, uh, over 30% of Iowa voters, 42% of New Hampshire voters said that if Trump is convicted, in other words, if he's seen as a convicted cal- uh, felon and actually um, is found guilty in a court of law, they don't believe he's fit to be president and they don't believe he should be on the ballot. So what her plan now is to basically finish second all the way through and hope that the courts take him down. The problem is... It sounds good in theory, but where's the money going to come from? Mm. She's going to run out of money after South Carolina. And if you don't have money, you're done. And, you know, as I mentioned to one of your producers, uh, Kiernan, this is the problem in American politics. I don't know how it is in Ireland, but in the United States, if you're a politician and you can't win your home state, you lose all national credibility. It's just the way it is in this country. And I'll give you a very good example, Al Gore. If you remember Al Gore in Florida, the big you know recounts in 2000 against George W. Bush, well, what the American people remember was, yes, the hanging chads and the Supreme Court had to step in and eventually they gave the presidency to George W. Bush. But had Al Gore just won Tennessee, his home state, mm-hmm. Florida would have been irrelevant. And from that moment on, yes, he's had a, a career, he's been involved with global warming and carbon emissions. But in terms of a national political figure, Al Gore was never able to recover. So what many Nikki Haley allies are telling her, 
is your pl- this is an immense gamble. If you lose in South Carolina and you want to run again, whether it be for national office, the presidency in 2028, or even as a senator, you will never be able to recover from this. So she's taking it a tremendous risk. My sense, it's four weeks, it's an eternity in politics, but my sense is she's going to lose, not because she's a bad campaigner, she's a very good campaigner, not because she's not liked in South Carolina, she is, but South Carolina is MAGA country, it's the heartland of Trump, and I don't think he's just going to beat her, I think he's going to beat her by 20, 25 points. If and I he, think politically yeah. she's committing suicide. If he beats her by that much and she pulls out of the race, is there a mechanism within the Republican Party to revisit the nomination if he's subsequently convicted of a crime? Yes. Yes. Uh, and that's what the establishment is sort of banking on, that he will be convicted of a crime and then the Republican National Committee will come out and say, we cannot have a convicted felon run for president of the United States. And so they're going to pick someone, sort of a backroom deal, in which it'll either be a Haley or a DeSantis or whoever to be the nominee. The question then is, what will Trump do? And what Trump has said is, he's he's called it the Samson option. He's just going to tear everything down. He will then run as an independent, or he'll urge all of his supporters to write him in, which you can do in the United States. And this will decimate the Republican Party. It may give the election to Joe Biden, but the Republican Party will never be able to. I mean, they they will get destroyed. And I don't just mean at the presidential level. Mm. He has told his supporters, you don't vote for a Republican in the Senate. You don't vote for a Republican in the House. So you're looking at a complete wipeout of the Republican Party. I mean, that 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 is a significant threat. I I assume that those mainstream establishment Republicans who are not too keen on a Trump Biden rematch and would like a Nikki Haley or a Ron DeSantis on the ticket. I assume they'd have to take that threat very seriously. Yes, I mean, if it was anyone else, you might dismiss it. It's Donald Trump. He could well do no, this. No, it's Donald Trump. No, I, I, look, I mean, and just to go to my conversation with him, and we had a, a 15 minute conversation on my show. Uh, he was very sober. He was very serious. I, I've never seen a Trump like this. Um, you know, usually Trump is, you know, he likes to joke. He likes to, you know, he's a little bit off the cuff and yeah, a little bit, he's still that, but I've never seen him like this. He's very determined. Uh, this for him is a sense of personal vindication. This is a reckoning. He believes that the establishment has shafted him, that they have framed him. I'm just giving you his perspective and that he has been done in and he feels that he wants justice and he will stop at nothing. And he believes the uh, the future of his movement, the future of his party, and the future of the countries at stake. And so he's serious as a heart attack. And so this is why they're playing now at the highest level. This is why I think there's another element that's going to make a potentially a huge play. We'll see after South Carolina. Mm. And that is a third party called the No Labels Party. It's getting a lot of money. It's getting a lot of attention. They're looking to see which candidate, maybe even Nikki Haley, uh, Joe Manchin, a powerful Democrat from West Virginia who's retiring. He's not happy with Biden. He doesn't want Trump to be the next president. So he says he's willing to serve on a ticket. This would be a centrist party that would go for moderate Republicans, moderate Democrats, in other words, independents who don't want Biden and don't want Trump. And I think a lot of the Republican establishment would go with no labels. 
rather than have Trump just decimate the whole Republican and Party. And despite the fact that they also say that they're, they're looking for Biden voters, I mean, would a no-labels party be more damaging to Trump's campaign than Joe Biden's, do you suspect? See, that's, I got to tell you, Karen, and that's the thing. Um, I think personally, it would be more damaging to Biden. I'm just giving you my honest opinion. Why? Because I think Trump has a solid 40, 42%. I, I, I'll just give you a quick example. I was up in New Hampshire. I saw people waiting in line for a rally for Trump, seven hours in subarctic temperatures. There was an older couple sitting on two chairs, and it snowed, and there were several inches of snow on them. And they're like in their 70s, and they were just waiting. They were freezing just to go in and see him. I've never seen this kind of passion, this kind of dedication, this kind of intensity. So that 40, 42% is unshakable. Mm. Biden, however, his support is strong, no question, but it's more anti-Trump than it is pro-Biden. If you get a no-labels party, Trump with 40, 42% could come right up the middle. Now, look, I don't know. A lot of Republicans would defect from Trump. A lot of the Nikki Haley voters, a lot of the uh, moderate Republicans, the Bush Republicans, they don't like Trump. They would go with no-labels. So that would certainly hurt him. So it's it's a it's a coin toss. Personally, I think no labels helps Trump. Jeff, it is always a pleasure to talk to you, and I look forward to our conversation next week. Jeff Cooner is host of the Cooner Report on WRK AM six eighty radio in Boston, Massachusetts. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from four on News Talk.